Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death, the podcast where a guy tries to scare his girlfriend to death with movies. And I survive sometimes. That would imply that you're like a wraith. We did just do reanimator. Uh, yeah, or a reanimated person of some sort. Interesting. So I don't know. Well, that's Josh, and I'm Cindy, and uh, we're kicking off the month of July. We're going to be watching the Purge movies. Yeah, Purge. Yeah. Hell yeah, we are. Uh, I scare super easily, and images just stay with me. Uh, I'm so gonna, uh, I'm going to go with this movie is going to be less. Not this movie, but this month is going to be less like. Uh, a constant scare fest for you okay and more and more of you just being like sad and disappointed at the reflection of america in these movies <laughs> the horrible horrible accuracy so that's america. my guess for the month let's see how right i am by okay the so we are starting we're not going uh we're not going in the order they were were released yeah, we we're are going in the order that they take place okay which means we are starting today with the first purge the first purge that's the name of the movie the first purge yes all right uh, uh i am nervous <laughs> the newer the movie the harder it is for me to handle these movies are also really short by the way like, all right there's not like a two and a half hour purge okay purge. although that, if there was you would sit through I it 100 percent watch it i fucking full disclosure i love the shit out of these movies and i know people are like it's really one-sided politically or it's just it's like screaming into an echo chamber i get it fuck you i love these movies they're so much fun josh takes a hard line on things yeah tell me about the year this movie came out uh so this movie was released july 4th 2018 Makes me very nervous. Let's talk about that year. Okay. Uh, That was the year that the government shut down over the DACA program, the Dreamers program. Uh, The Winter Olympics were held in Pyongyang, South Korea. The Marjorie Stoneman Douglas school shooting was a thing. Oh, man. Yep. Very appropriate to this movie. Uh, Vladimir Putin was elected to a fourth term. He's like... They're the never-ending story. No, it's almost like, you know how Superman's got Bizarro, like the evil inverted Superman? Right. He's like their Bizarro FDR. He does the opposite of everything FDR did. That's fair. Yeah, and he just keeps getting reelected. That's fair. And hopefully we'll also die in his fourth term. <laughs> and is also maybe hiding I a crippling secret. I shouldn't say that secret. shit. I'm going to get killed with like fucking Sarah Nerve Gas now. Thank you. Uh, Black Panther became the first American film to play in Saudi Arabia since 1983. Whoa. It's a big year for Saudi Arabia. They let their people watch Black Panther and they let women drive for the first time. They've just voted Ooh. that women are allowed to live without a man. Yeah. That came out, uh, I think, yesterday. That's exciting. Good for them, I guess. Yeah, progress is progress. I don't know if you can hear that eye roll. Um, <laughs> progress is progress. Continue. Uh, the United States withdrew from the UN Human Rights Council. Oh. Let me just re- let me just repeat that. In the year that the first purge came out, the United States withdrew from the UN Human Rights Council. Yep. Because we were like, we don't want to be bound by this. We got shit we gotta do. 
And this movie was made. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, on an unrelated note, Jamal Khashoggi was murdered and sawed to pieces oh, God. in that, <laughs> that Saudi consulate in Turkey. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then let's just end it with a Cindy sad grunt. Mm. Brett Kavanaugh was mm. uh, confirmed <laughs> to the Supreme Court. <clears throat> so there you go. 2018. Go fuck yourself. All right, let's wrap uh, this up. People that were I can't be in this space for too long. People that died that year. I don't want to talk about this, Josh. Stephen Hawking, Milos Forman, Margot Kidder, Anthony Bourdain, Aretha Franklin. Remember how big that funeral was? Yeah. Aretha Franklin had like a incredible funeral. Yeah. Yeah. A credible lady in an incredible funeral. Uh, Burt Reynolds, Stan Lee, and Penny Marshall. <sighs> 2018. That hurts. That is But here's hard. some good news for you. Okay. Cindy. Joshua. This movie is one hour and 37 minutes long. It is rated R, though. Okay. I'm um, actually, yeah. Uh, the director is Gerard McMurray. This is the first film uh, that's not been directed by James DeMonaco in the Purge universe. It's actually... Let's talk for about Gerard McMurray for a second. Okay. He did one episode of the Jordan Peele Twilight Zone series. Mm-hmm. He was a producer on Fruitvale Station, and he was one of the writers and directors on Burning Sands, which is a Netflix show that I've not seen. I'm not liking that you're using the term, the, the verb was. What, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm worried that you're about to say, like, was he a, was canceled. Like, oh, crap. It was like a show that was on, I think it was like a limited series. Oh, okay. I don't think it's still on. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. It's just like, he's not done a lot, and I just wanted to highlight him, because okay. sorry, he and basically this entire cast are people of color. Fabulous. So, with the exception of two people, one of which is the writer. I want to support... James DeMonaco. Let's do... Uh, okay. James DeMonaco is the creator of the Purge universe. Okay. Right. He was like, hey. This is his, this is kind of his brainchild. This brain is child. his baby. He came up with it. All right. He wrote all of the Purge movies and directed the first three. He also wrote The Negotiator and he wrote that movie Jack with Robin Williams. I loved that movie. Just it was so sad. weird aside. Like, that's a thing. Okay. So that's James DeMonaco. Uh, producers. I just wrote this down because I thought this was really interesting. So one of the producers is Michael Bay. Okay. And the other one is Jason Blum of like Blumhouse Pictures, which is now a horror movie juggernaut. Cool. So I just wanted to show them a little bit of love. Um, but the cast. The cast. So uh, Yylan Neal, I think I said his name right. You're going to need to, I'm not going to know any of these, yeah. any of these sweet children. Continue. But <laughs> he plays Dimitri. He was in uh, Insecure, Slice, and The Photograph. Photograph. That movie that looked like um, The Notebook, kind of. That came out, like I think, a year or two okay. ago. So it was like, like that sort of vibe. Yeah, all right. He, I think he was leading that. Uh, going for that Ryan Gosling. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, going for that Ryan Gosling. No, like that, he goes romantic lead, action movie, all, you know, kind of hitting all the, the big ones. Ryan Gosling's action movies are bananas he's like i would like to not speak in this movie if possible please (laughs) just like to act through punching people 
Only God please. forgives. Please. Uh, Lex Scott Davis plays Naya. She was Tony Braxton in the Lifetime movie Tony Braxton, Unbreak My Heart. Unbreak My Heart. She's been in other things, but that's all I need to talk about. Okay. Because who doesn't love Tony Braxton? If you don't, you need to really stop and think about why you're a monster. Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton. Okay. Uh, Joyvin Wade plays Isaiah. He is best known now probably as Victor Stone or Cyborg on that DC Doom Patrol TV show. All right. Uh, so that's a thing. Steve Harris is Freddy. He was in The Rock, which weirdly we were talking about the other day. And he was Eugene yeah. Young on the show The Practice. I didn't see that. It means nothing to me. Yeah, that show was on forever, though. And he was also in that Burning Sand show that, uh, that Gerard we McMurray did. That we yeah. were just talking about, which is why I wanted to bring it up. There is a actress named Mugga. Mugga? M-U-G-G-A. She plays Dolores. She was in Orange is the New Black and Power. Okay. And the movie Precious. Did you ever see that movie? No. It will make me cry. I worked in placement with kids who were from those situations and always wanted to watch them. Yeah. It's like, hey, they always want to watch cops. They're like, I've had a really shitty experience with cops. Let's watch cops. I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> why would... Okay. That's a thing. Uh, Luna Laura Velez okay. is Louisa. She was Lieutenant Maria Laguerta on Dexter. Uh, nope. If you watch Dexter. Did not. So I enjoy Dexter up until the end of season four. Okay. <laughs> like most people. Uh, Ratima Paul plays Ratima. a character by the name of Skeletor. In I'm sorry, in this movie her name is Skeletor? Or? It's a gentleman. Okay. And he is goddamn terrifying. Or does he play Skeletor in a, a separate He-Man-esque movie? No. He is the scariest form of Skeletor ever. Oh. And I'm including He-Man villain Skeletor. Uh. So just a heads up. Okay. Uh, he was on that show Blue Bloods that my dad loves. Fun fact. And then finally, our other... Uh, probably the I'll say the most famous person in this movie easily is Marissa Tomei. Yep, we know her. She's an Oscar winner. Yeah, she is plays Doctor Updale or otherwise known as the Architect. She was in My Cousin Vinny. She was in The Wrestler. Yep, we like Marissa Tomei. It's a good time. Fun. It's weird that she's Aunt May. Oh That's yeah, weird. she was an untamed untamed part with Christian Slater. It's just. Like, I've watched Aunt May and Spider-Man reboots successfully, like, uh, successively grow younger and Mm. more attractive. And I'm like, I don't, this is odd. Like, in the comic (laughs) books, Aunt May is, like, a billion years old. And no one's ever, like, horning over Aunt May. Well. And then they're, like, so they had, I forget the actress's name of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, but she was, like, a good Aunt May. Because she looked the part and she was, like, the right age. But poor, not, and then they just kind of work their way back, and now they're at Marissa Tomei, and I'm like, that's I don't, I don't, I don't feel about that. You don't feel comfy about that. It's weird to me. All right. I mean, she's a good actress. It's just that's, I don't know, weird to me. Um, Makes you feel old, buddy. That's why you don't like uh, it. This movie was filmed in Buffalo, New York. Coolness. Which doubled for Staten Island, where the movie takes place. Oh. Because I think. 
they went to Staten Island and they're like, oh, we this can't isn't not nearly here. the shithole that we want it to be. Let's go to Buffalo. <laughs> let's make it, let's make our own let's version of Let's go to Buffalo and shit. really shithole up this whole movie. <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo. So yeah, just a big fucking rough spot. <laughs> what Actually, else? Yeah, one of my good friends lives in Buffalo. I shouldn't talk shit about yeah, really? Nearly, but Buffalo kind of sucks. Um... <laughs> And like I said, it's the first Purge movie that's not directed by James DeMonaco. Who's it directed by again? It's directed by Gerard okay. McMurray. I don't know why I would... Three like... times a charm. Yep. Now you know his name. Gerard McMurray. The world. Uh, you know, I'll save it. There okay. was something else I was going to tell you. I, I just want to get into this movie. Okay. I just want to sit down and I want to watch a brutal... Brutal movie. Movie. All right, well, show me this poster then, friend. So this is the part of the podcast. Josh shows me a poster of the movie, and I try to discern meaning from it. I, it's the perch. I kind of know the so plot already. Two posters. All right. There's like the 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 pre-release poster, like the one they did as a teaser poster, right? And then the one they did for like the actual theatrical release. I'm going with the teaser poster because I think it's more in line with. Where you're feeling today? Not only that, but <laughs> what this movie's about. All right. Bum, 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 <laughs> it's a it's a red hat with white lettering that says the first purge. So this is going to be about the fall of America, isn't it? And when we finally decide that we're just too big and we divide into not over slavery, but over liberal versus conservative. Well... Here we go. I mean, not really, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what. I, okay. That's what I figured it was going to be about. Well, all right. Here, how can we watch it, this movie? It's pretty recent, so I assume it's on like Amazon and all those. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I bought the box set that's got all of them in it. As you do. And I am into when I've seen all of them. All of these except for the the purge, like the first one, in theaters. So, oh, he's a true fan, y'all. I was talking to Jason about it. He's seen all of them, including the person. <laughs> so he's got one up on me. So. Well, all right. Join us, won't you? Mind the doors. Announcing the commencement of the first purge. Tonight allows people a release for all the hatred and violence that they keep up inside them. This won't bring him back. It won't make you feel any better. Thank you. It is a night that is defining our country. Citizens, this will be a tradition we celebrate every year. Join the first purge. Isaiah, come say bye. Go do your thing, sis. Always. I'll see you tonight. People are now calling this controversial experiment of legalized crime the purge. Do not purge! Do not purge! You and Isaiah, just stay with me doing the purge. Oh, we're going to be fine on our own. We are here with Dr. May Updale. She came up with this experiment. Is the purge a political device? It is a psychological one. If we want to save our country, we must release all our anger in one night. Tonight, we'll see the good and evil in everyone. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the first purge. Our neighborhood is under siege from a government who doesn't give a shit about any of us. 
At the siren, all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 hours. There's a lot of good people out there who we're gonna have to protect. All emergency services will be suspended. We gotta be prepared for anything. Your government thanks you for your participation. Parties, you predicted a much higher level of participation. Human nature does not obey the laws of politics. What the hell is going on? ex-military something funky going down d you're sending soldiers into the island disguised as citizens this country needs for this to work no one's coming to help us after tonight nothing will ever be the same again they forgot about one thing they forgot about us what have i done Stay strong, I'm coming. Just remember all the good the Purge does. We watched the very first Purge. What did you watch? Did you watch it too? Do 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 do. So that's my intro jingle for the back half of the first Purge. We're recording this back in june the first but this should come out um around the fourth of july this movie was you know it's like oh that's funny because it's true like this is scary because it's true this is how it would go down that but everything from the reasoning behind it to how they execute it to how they execute the original planner this is how it goes down 100 percent and that is what made this movie, like, it just brought it up a notch. And I was like, oh, fuck. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I if it was sadness or glee or just, like, resignation of, like, eh, yeah, this is what we are now. This is how the world views us. Literally, this is how the world views us. And that's what I don't think Americans realize is resoundingly, like, oh, what do they call Karens, like, overseas? Amer- Americans, they don't have super size overseas. They have American size. We don't have super size. Anymore. Well, but you know what I mean. Like you hear that term every now and then. Um, if you watch like the Great British Bake Off or, or cooking shows, if someone makes something too big, they'll go, "You made this American size." We are known for being overly large in like Texas size. You know what we think of as Texas size. And we're known for being whiny, crybabies, no matter what. No matter what. If we get our way, we, we bitch and complain. If we, uh, it, And they're not wrong. They're not wrong. Sorry. Well, happy 4th of July. Uh, I would disagree with you in the fact that, yes, this movie accurately portrays a subset of our population. Yes, the people that you just described are a subset of our population. That ain't everyone. Well, yeah, I mean, right? obviously, as, as we're, much as, as we're sitting here, obviously. as much as the those people stomped and whined and complained and are still going on about how there's some secret plot that the former president's going to take back over in August, 
next month. It's he still lost, right? Like it's wild. It's still there is an element of this to our culture and our society. There is no doubt about that. I think, but yeah, and the reason it has gotten so large and has flourished is, I think there was a large, an even larger swath of the population that was just so burnt out that they stopped. I don't want to say caring, but participating as much. So it gave these crazy people a louder voice by proxy. Well, right? it's like when you have a, a, a meeting of a hundred people, you know, what and it seven is. show up and then out of the seven, four are the majority and they're making decisions for a hundred people. Well, so, you know, the old, I've talked about this before, but the old rule of politics is your age bracket is also determines your percentage as far as voting. So people who are 65 and up typically turn out about 65% of their population comes out to vote, right? So we ha- we're seeing the effects of the loss of what they call the greatest generation, the people who, like the boomers' parents. They are no longer here. And I think they were... A constant reminder to the boomer generation that like, hey, it wasn't always awesome. Like we gave you awesome, but it was shit for us because like my, my come from an old family. My grandparents were talked about the depression all the time and, and shit that happened, you know, when they were born in the Edwardian era. Like, the, so they were, it was like this constant reminder during the 80s excess was that my grandparents were still like, here's one VHS tape for Christmas and birthday. Like, okay, thanks, Grandma. Like, make sure to save that wrapping paper. Like, those those people are not here anymore. And what we have are the people who wrote it high in the 80s and probably, probably have some brain damage from all the cocaine. Let's be honest, are now the ones who are the majority and as far as voting, which is why we really need to kind of push that and when people push so hard for that. Well, millennials will be, I think in the next presidential election, they'll be the largest voting block. Because there's so many of them. Yeah. And every day, more and more young people get to vote. They turn 18. And I mean, I don't want to be flippant about this, but more and more elderly people pass. Right. So there is maybe the, a maybe we're in the end of this generational shift, we'll and see. there are a lot of values, both good and bad, that that generation has passed on. Um, right, like mm. my grandparents had a really great work ethic, and really believed in like charity and helping other people. Right, they had some less than stellar views about. People that were different colors than them. I agree. <laughs> people that had different. Um, oh, for sure. Sexual partners than them. And I think that was kind of the fight that people who maybe were called like yuppie, you know, the the. How can I explain this? Because the boomers can tend to be so racist, but they are so much better than their parents, and that's why that's where you get that. It's better with every generation. That's where you get that disconnect where they're like, "I'm not racist," because in their head, they're reminded of their parents who, it wasn't racism. It the name of uh, Filbert's nuts were something that we don't say. Like, well, also. It's a really big generalization to say that, like, all people that are boomers are racist. 
and all people that are millennials are not. Yeah, I'm not saying I've that. I was some, just giving. A... Yeah, I, I I know. I just I think I think not not you, but we as a culture tend to fall down that slippery slope of being like old, bad, young, good. Right. I know plenty of older people who are fairly not only left leaning. But, like, sensible, even mm-hmm. if they aren't left-leaning, right. right? They're like, you know, I have policy. And I know, I know, unfortunately, people my age and younger who are very alt-righty and neo-Nazi. Um, they are not active participants in my life. I will not give them my time. I will not uh, debate them about certain things or really anything because I, I don't do that. I value my mental health a little bit more than that. <laughs> right. But I, I, there's good and bad in every generation. The problem is the past four years under the previous administration, all of those like fires and all of the like awful shitty things that a certain subset of our population would say to each other in a room away from everyone Suddenly they were like, well, he's saying it, so fucking I could say it too. Yeah. And then they got real loud. And it seemed like there was so many of them. Yeah. Because they were so fucking loud. And I'm not saying that there's like, it's five people. But you there's can see There's definitely how... a large subset of our population who is awful. And you can see how something like The Purge becomes... A little scarier for Americans than I think for people overseas who watch this movie because I look at it and I go oh this is where we're heading this is what happens if that subset of people you were just talking about stay as loud as they are for as long as they want Mm -hmm. this is what will happen and I think that is the best part about this movie um, is the fact that Really, other than a few people who are clearly mentally ill. Right. Who get in on the action. You talking about Skeletor. Yeah, I'm talking about Skeletor. Who just wants to kill people to kill people. Yeah. Right? Everyone else in the movie, even like the characters who are out to purge to get revenge on other characters, don't really do it. It was very chill until... And there's like, people are like out having parties like... The government is counting on people turning on each other like rabbit dogs, but we don't do that. Like and so this historically had to be in this perfect. country when horrible things have happened, we tend to band together, not rip apart. Now there are, again, parts of the population, not so much. But yeah. as a whole, like young people, young, young people, post the few weeks after nine eleven was the most positive experience as a nation i think we've ever had with each other like everyone was like for the most part Mm -hmm. you know i agree now that's not everyone's interpretation right so people with brown skin did not have a good time i lived in morgantown west virginia when 9-11 happened i remember everyone being so kind and polite and caring for each other and crying and this feeling of community At the same time, a group of people went down to the Indian restaurant and threw rocks through all of its windows. Because they don't understand geography. Because they were brown people, and brown people 
did this. I totally. Yeah. It would be the equivalent of like a bomb gets dropped on us by Denmark, so we attack Canadians. Like, right. That's yeah. But there is a subset of this population that defaults to revenge and anger, and but it's not the majority i want to believe that i have to believe that in order to wake up in the morning and i think i think this movie believes that which is why the government has to send in these monsters like clan members and neo-nazis and all these people onto the island but that would for sure happen I think that would happen. I think if something like this were to be in real life, we would have people like that who would suddenly figure out a way to get on that island and shoot up a bunch of people of color or people they don't, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I think that if the, or the government would help them do it. I can totally see how that would happen too. All right. We need to get on this movie because I could go on about this forever. All right. Here's my summation of, in case you didn't watch it and you just listened to the trailer and now you're hearing us. The first purge, America is deemed to be so angry and we have so many issues that they just that the political group in charge decides to host a purge night on Staten Island where people who, quote, meet certain criteria, end quote, will get paid to um, wear kind of body cameras and see what happens and see if when left to our own devices that people have so much anger, they need to get it out and they end up just, you know, Lord of the flies in 24 in 12 hours. And that doesn't happen. And so the government makes it happen. And in order to prove that we need to have this purge happen more often. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is the IMDb less rambly version? Uh, it says America's third political party, the new founding fathers of America, the NFFA. Right. That was uh, comes thing. to power and conducts an experiment. No laws for 12 hours on Staten Island. No one has to stay on the island, but $5,000 is given to anyone who does. And the thing is like, they really drive home the point. Like the money, money, money. Can People we go, need this money. Can we go back? To possession for a second. Ugh, so sometimes a movie has a subtext that is so buried mm-hmm. that you can have 10 different people watch the movie and they have a totally different opinion about what the movie's about and what the subtext is. Okay. This movie There's is one of those that. movies where the subtext is basically text. Right. It like, is drilled down. It this does, is the problem. It does every, not attempt to hide its message at all every, or couch it in something. Exactly. Every single character that we meet says, I'm doing this for the money. We need the money. We need the money. Yeah. We need the money. How, and it's demonstrated how why they need that how money. How many characters say, like, they'll run into people from their neighborhood and they're like, why are you still here? And they're like, $5,000 can really change my life turn it my life around truly can so i need that money i can't leave yes i can't you know um and i think it's interesting and we talked kind of talked about this before we um started recording the other day was the fact that the bad guy i mean there's skeletor He's well kind of like the early stand-in bad guy but the bad guy's the government well and you don't so skeletor is just kind of mentioned in the beginning it isn't until you see him 
you know, literally strapping needles to himself to hurt people. That is terrifying. But you, but the development of the bad guy you are led to believe is going to be the local kingpin drug dealer. He's um, a good guy. Is it Demetrius or Demary? I think it's Demetrius. It's just D. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he ends up becoming, you know, the savior, <laughs> which has a subtext to it as well of in these poor communities... The drug dealer, you know, if, if there's a decent drug dealer, like they take care of that community because that's their customers, right? So it, in the same way that um, the Yakuza give out Christmas presents to underprivileged kids and during um, the Depression, Al Capone had a soup kitchen, like for those same kind of reasons. So it's real easy to be like, okay, this is the local bad guy, but at the same time, there's that message of he's just doing what's been done throughout history. Yes, I would slightly disagree with you. And okay. the fact that it's pointed out by the female lead that they she's used to like be romantically the, involved. She's like the purge is killing people right now. Right. You kill people here 364 yes. days of the year. By and that's true. Enabling like drug he, abuse. What he's doing and how he's making his money, how he's living his lifestyle, is at the expense of his community. Correct. But that I think the point negate, is... You know, underscored or whatever. Yeah, I think the point of it is that the evil of one person, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like the thing about a clockwork orange. Like, what's more evil? Like... What one person does or what society does to that as person. a whole. Or like you look at, yes, he's a drug dealer. Yes, he does horrible things. Yes, he kills people. Yes, he makes money off of exploiting um, drug really addicts selling in, them to us in the here. community. You're just, uh, you're just selling him. Yes, gotta, he does these things. You have to weigh him against the government who is sending in neo-nazis oh for sure land members he is clearly the good guy and i cops i guess what what the fuck were those cops that just were gonna kill that black dude on the baseball on the base yeah that was tough let's talk about that even if they weren't real cops they were dressed (laughs) up like a scene in this movie and it's why this movie has such a mixed like the first three purge movies were kind of universally liked this one is the one where it's a little bit of both. Because it's very blatant. Yeah. Well, it's not like the other. There's not a Purge movie that's not like a fucking hammer with its <laughs> message. Let's be honest. It's okay. not like a subtle Purge movie. But you have a black man who is being surrounded by police mm-hmm. on a baseball diamond, which is America's pastime. Mm-hmm. While the national anthem is being sung. Yes. And they're clearly going to kill him. Yeah, there's going to be his And we don't see it. In. But it's kind of... I mean, I don't even think it's, it's a stretch to say that That's the exactly movie is positing happen. that America's pastime is exploiting yes. and killing the poor and colored people of this country. Correct. Yes. And that is also, that is also correct in its statement because that is what happens. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. What? Let me backtrack. I, okay. I just said col- I can't say colored. I apologize. People of color. People of color. It's okay. Thank you. I was trying to, I was trying to track like three thoughts through my head at once and not trip over myself. Well, you caught yourself. Um, okay. Yeah. Tell I, us. Like this movie, it is fucked up. 
I like it. Yes. I it's a necessary it, message. It's a it's, mirror of society. I think it's on the lower end of the Purge movies. I do enjoy the fact that I mm. did read some reviews that were like at the like towards the end it stops being a Purge movie and kind of just turns into like Black Rambo. I fucking love it. Good. I enjoy the shit out of that. For the same reason that we enjoy Rambo. Uh, he is jacked, by the way, our lead yeah, character. Yeah, he really is. Me, he is fucking huge. Like, yeah. Good looking man. And I believe it. I 100% believe it when he's going through that building just murdering me. Yeah. I buy every second of it and I love it. Kill those fucking neo-Nazis. Does this movie... Can we apply the Arkov method to this movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. Action. Tons. Tons. Uh, yeah. The back... The, the last two-thirds of the movie uh revolutionary i think the first one for sure but this is part of a sequence so they kind of build on each other we always have like a weird different interpretation of like what revolutionary is i think it's it's an evolving narrative okay and so i would give it points for the world it's building yes because it's like give it a half point we're starting at the fourth movie but the first in the series chronologically so this is the prequel. It kind of stakes back and shows how it starts. But even with that, like, the other movies deal a lot with race and social class, especially social class with the first film. This movie is the first time, uh, we talked about this in the first half, that James DeMonaco isn't the director. He wrote it and handed it over but he didn't direct to it. the director who is a person of color who really took those moments and I think punched them up in a way that like a white person couldn't or shouldn't necessarily. Okay. Well then good on him for knowing when to hand over the, the reign, so to speak. Okay. So yes, for revolutionary oratory. Yes. There's definitely some, well, I'm trying to think other than like, there's this scene where the national anthem is playing and you know, Guys crawling for his life on the baseball diamond. Yeah. I don't know if that's Skeletor, oratory. Some of the shit Skeletor says is goddamn terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying, like, I can't just pull from it. So maybe oratory, so maybe like, eh. And then fantasy and fornication, yes. Because an inter- the interpretation of the law is that, you know, nothing's illegal. So there is for sure people fucking on the <laughs> sidewalks. There's also. Uh, implied rapes happening as well and things like that but there's a scene where there's a consensual couple uh, they're just going, going to town on the hood of like their a car more power to them they yeah. were a biracial couple too good on them so just a thing I noticed I didn't, but okay I don't know it's this movie's interesting uh, I don't think it entirely works there are times where I'm like eh but yeah. it's so short it doesn't really ever linger in anything too long yeah it's pretty fun like um some of the stuff in the warehouse i was like yeah yeah um and then yeah fantasy yeah this hopefully isn't going this hopefully isn't true hopefully um hopefully i do want to talk to you about and loop it back to oratory for a second okay because there's one specific moment of this movie i want to talk to you about have get i get your opinion on air about on air about is and it has to do with oratory so naya our female lead mm-hmm. beautiful box braids continue yeah she is attacked and she's attempted oh. to be pulled into a sewer grate yeah they're grabbing and the attacker her. grabs her by the pussy. And as she runs off, she says... She calls him a pussy-grabbing, I believe, motherfucker. Yeah. 
So it this very is a direct response. Clearly, is taking yes. a shot at then president. Um, uh, Donald J. Trump. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say his name. It's all right. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I guess the oratory for sure. Um, we're continuing the purge this month, right? We're doing the so the next movie is the first one that was released. Is that mm-hmm. right? So just the good old fashioned purge. That's the name of the movie. Yeah, the purge. I'm I'm actually interested to go back and watch these because I haven't seen. To see how them. they sync up. Oh, I haven't seen them in the past. I haven't seen them since we've changed administrations. <laughs> uh, and I think it's interesting <laughs> that the first purge comes out pre-Trump and everything. Yeah. Like, it's almost like James and Monaco kind of could see the writing on the wall before it happened. For sure. So... History repeats itself. And I feel like this movie is smaller scale purge, but we're going to go even smaller when we get to the first purge. All right. Well, join us for that next time. When I say the first purge, the purge. Right. Because this one is the first purge. We got any uh, trivia or, I mean, we've hit, we've talked to, man, we've broken this movie down for as short as it was. It definitely gave like a lasting impression for sure. Would you watch this with any of your family? I think it's too gory for the 75 year old. And I, but she would totally get the message. Um, it's way to, too gory for the eleven-year-old. You have to be blind to be to well, miss this message. Well, she's elderly, uh, and I think the uh, I think the teenager has seen it. So, I, I would watch it with him. Sure, not the youngest, not the oldest, but right there in the middle. Yeah, good fifteen-year-old likes it. This porridge is just right for fifteen. Okay, well. Until next week. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. Yay.